This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Episode 61 of Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, we're back after a week off. Well, because North Carolina drug their feet on their new hire, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. And, uh, and we've got the new hire. Uh, we'll talk to him in just a moment for the North Carolina Bulldogs. This portion of the podcast sponsored by our friends at the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. They offer 24-hour gym access. More information at the Edge Training Academy. Dot com. And, of course, they have their big gala uh, this coming Saturday night that I'm emceeing and looking forward to that. But uh, let's not waste any time. Nick McMorris, head coach of the North Carolina Bulldogs. Hi, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, so you don't sound very excited about this position. So, so set the scene here. Yeah. yeah, the news broke on Friday. Right. Um, I reached out to Principal Matt Spiker at about uh, well, I reached out to him Thursday afternoon. I told him I record sports at five a.m. for Winx FM. Um, so you Friday needed him morning. to meet your deadline. So, so <laughs> coach, so you know, go ahead and let me know who it is, right. and since you already know, and and right. then I can announce it. He never texts me back <laughs> until eight o'clock Friday morning. Um, after I texted him, and said crickets, and uh, then not long after I got a response from him, I got one from uh, uh, Nash Ireland, who said I'll be back with you in just a little the while. The athletics this afternoon, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and it was all to let me know. And I guess, Nick, is it because they wanted you to be introduced to the players first? Um, I, well, they actually had not told me or uh, contacted any of the other applicants uh, at that at that time. I think they wanted to make sure that that was uh, done prior to. And on top of that, they had um, a couple. We had a couple uh, student athletes uh, sign with colleges mm-hmm. uh for next year and so they were in the middle of planning that and and then also uh you know going over the uh uh the hire as well so i talked with uh, uh nash ireland the athletic director and he said that there were uh three in-house uh ap- applications and one outside application uh nick of course was one of the inside applications because you've been with that program uh, I think you started with the program right after I left, didn't you? Weren't you with with uh, uh, with our Milford buddy? Yeah, yeah. I um, I started uh, seven years ago. Yeah. I was with uh, uh, Quinn Abbott uh, when he was the JV head. I was there for a couple years uh, working with him, and then Zach Rickards as well uh, for a year with him. Well, he was the JV head. And then I then I took over JV. Yeah, and then this year you uh, bumped up to varsity, right? As the offensive coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're with the program, and I think this honestly, Mike. You know, I didn't ask Nick and didn't ask James, but I I think this is why James stayed around a year because he wanted to groom somebody to take over, and and I think with Nick, I think the biggest question that Mike and I both have is. Are you going to run the wing team next year? 
Well, uh, you know, it's short answer is yes. Um, I, I, I believe, I believe in the system. Uh, you know, and, and part of it's probably how how well it was run under uh, Coach McCormick. Um, but I, I grew up in it. I, I played for Coach McCormick. Um, was able to uh, learn a lot of the intricacies while uh, coaching it. Learn learn to love it even more while coaching it. Um, and there's a lot. One of the things, one of the the common misconceptions is a lot of people kind of see it as uh, archaic or um, you know maybe even single minded. But it, there's a lot there's a lot more to the wing tee that uh, you know a lot of people don't know. And I think that there, there's ways of expanding it, ways of exploring more with it. You know, as long as it suits uh, the athletes that you have. Uh, and I, I think I, I'm pretty excited to run it. Yeah. Nick, the, the word that stands out with North Carolina is continuity. And we've talked about that with Coach McCormick, uh, with the continuity of varsity and JV, and even down to the rec level, and especially offensively with the style that it's the same all the way through. So by the time the kids from the rec leagues get to varsity, they've been well-schooled in that system, and probably to some extent certainly on the defensive side. But when you think North Carolina, you think offense and you think wing T. I think first and foremost there. But with the higher within, it keeps that continuity and obviously that was important one would have to think to coach McCormick and certainly important to the principal and the athletic director in continuing what North Carolina has established and it is a, a solid football tradition here yeah no I, I, absolutely I mean I, it's one of the things with uh, uh, each level varsity JV and then you know now AYF uh, getting you know having our coaches be available to the AYF coaches is, is definitely something, you know, important. And it's something that, you know, it, it hasn't happened in the past couple of years. I mean, uh, Coach McCormick, Coach Joseph, and Coach Ward, you know, poured endless, countless hours down at that level uh, for a really long time. And there was a lot of, you know, uh, really good re- results coming out of that. Um, but, you know, after a while, it's, you know, they, they – can't do it forever uh so it's really kind of up to us to kind of pick that up and make sure that we're still having this consistency across the board we're talking with north carolina head football coach nick mcmorris and this portion of the podcast sponsored by midshore exteriors handling your roofing siding and gutter needs across the shore every detail matters so let the master elite jf certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today more info at midshoreexteriors.com you said you played for Coach McCormick. I remember those days, but what year did you graduate high school? Uh, I graduated in 2008. And then what? I'm sorry? And then what? Where'd you go from there? Oh, and then what did I do after? Uh, I went on, I played a little bit of uh, college lacrosse over at Frostburg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, started coaching again uh, in 2000 and 2012. I was the... I was actually the girls varsity uh, lacrosse coach uh, for a couple of years. Gosh, was uh, that and then the, also at Wesley College? 2012. Wow, are you that old? Uh, uh, thirty. I'll be thirty-three in April. So okay. <laughs> wow, thirty-three. You're the youngest Bayside football coach that we have out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. I, I think I think you're going to be the youngest. I think that would be right. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I believe that makes you the youngest. But yeah. let's talk about the the football team. What kind of response did you get from the team when they found out that 
you are the new head coach. I I got a, I, you know I had a couple uh, kids uh, reach out privately and and congratulate me and you know try to try to pick my brain on on things for the next next season. You know there are, a lot of them are really eager to uh, kind of get the ball rolling, but then you know with, with spring sports it's also we're kind of you know halting halting with that because we have so many kids playing baseball, so many kids playing lacrosse, some doing track as well. Um, but I mean, we have a lot of kids that are really excited to get after it. Are you, uh, you, you say you're putting a halt to that. Are you coaching any other sports in the spring there at North Carolina? Oh, no, I, okay. I, I, I more meant like, just kind of like their excitement because really, I mean, it, it's, it's not fair for them to be constantly, constantly focusing on football when they're playing another sport. I mean, it's not fair to their, their current teammates not fair to uh, their their current coaches and stuff like that. So you know, we we really like to encourage uh, our student athletes when they are um, playing another sport that that's what they're devoting their time to. Now you're continuing the weight room, right? I know that you know in years past North Carolina had the BFS class, uh, which was usually the last class of the day for anybody that wanted to participate. But it was a lot of you know football that. Uh, is that something that's still going on? Are you doing after-school weight training, or is that on pause until you get to the summer? Yeah, so we're we're doing after-school uh, weight training. Um, we have uh, you know eighth graders coming in pr- uh, practicing with that, uh, and and it, it, we're basically just doing a, you know a couple days a week, and then we'll progress that into the summer, uh, and then we'll kind of go on to our our typical summer schedule of you know three days a week that kind of thing nick uh, a bunch of questions are coming to my mind but i guess the first question is concerning this job why did you want this job and was there any hesitation that those are quite big shoes to fill with coach mccormick having done what he's done all these years um i i wanted to, i wanted the job because it, it, it's something that i honestly i always wanted uh when when I was playing, it, it didn't take me long to to realize that uh, playing football outside of high school wasn't gonna you know wasn't gonna happen. And uh, I I got the coaching bug kind of early. I was coaching the Caroline Cougars when I was in high school, and um, you know my my friends and I would always talk about you know one day going over and coaching at North Carolina uh, and. You know, it's something I'm proud to be from Carolina County. I, I I really love the community, love all the kids I coach, and you know, it just be, it, it kind of became something that uh, became a goal when I got on staff. And it, it it wasn't it wasn't hard to you know put my name in there. And uh, in terms of the shoes to fill, I mean, they're at yeah, absolutely. It, it's it, it wasn't necessarily a hesitation. Um, it's something that you know I'm I'm happy to take on. You know, head on, but definitely, I'm, I, I'm definitely aware of of the legacy that was left before me. So you coached rec ball while you were playing at Caroline. You're saying, I did, yeah. Wow. Okay. And what position did you play at North Carolina? Did you go both ways, or were you just an offensive guy or just a defensive guy? I was primarily uh, offensive. I got little like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, so wrapping up was not really uh, 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 one of my solid attributes uh so I, I was a fullback for for our offense well that 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 fits with the with the wing t then that, that's uh <laughs> that's perfect now yeah. i'm really curious you know mark mentioned a couple of other internal candidates for the job who put in 
Do you know who they were? And now that you've got the job, will they be on staff? And does that make for an awkward situation? Yeah, I was going to say, because there could be some animosity there yeah. or, or maybe even, you know, a little jealousy. No, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to deal with that. We're, we're a pretty tight knit staff. Um, I, I mean, I, I plan on retaining everybody, uh, everybody that was here before, as long as, as long as they want to stay. And, and I, I feel like we, all, all the coaches here have a pretty tight knit relationship. Now is the plan, you'll still call the offense? Yes, that, that'll be the plan. Yeah. Okay. And who's going to call defense? Uh, it'll be uh, Matt Forrest. Okay. He uh, he was he was our special teams coordinator last year on varsity. He um, he came over from Kent Island, um, and he he kind of shadowed McCormick while McCormick called the defense last year. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. so there was right as you yeah. talked about leaving it in good hands. And yeah, I mean, Mark, I don't think there was any question about that. Um, so, coach, so as far as you know, then the, the assistants are staying on board. Then, and as I just asked, I mean, I guess you know who the other candidates for the job then were. Um, I, I, I know, I know a, a few, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on all of them. No. Ah, tell us who the guy was from uh, from Dorchester County. I'm curious to know. Uh, I, I actually, I actually, don't, I don't know his name. All I know, I know is there, there was there was a guy. That's all I know. Yeah. Now, so as you, as a dual role, though, will you be bringing somebody in to be the? Uh, I mean, I know you're calling the plays, but are you going to bring somebody on to help as OC, or are you going to double as the head coach and offensive coordinator? Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be doubling his both. Yeah, gotcha. Who's coaching the quarterbacks? But but but, but with that with that being said, um, you know I, I I want input from from everybody on staff. I, I there's going to be things that I don't see that someone else is going to see. There's going to be different perspectives, uh, and I'm I'm happy to take any from any of the staff I have. Who's going to be the quarterbacks coach? Oh, uh, working on that. Oh, okay. You can talk to McCormick. Yeah. He ain't doing anything on Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> McCormick's not doing anything on Friday nights, you know, unless he wants to come to work for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna enjoy uh, getting on his boat and relaxing on Friday nights. No me. doubt, that, that's what we've heard. <laughs> so, Coach, I got to ask you. I mean, obviously, we talked about continuity and, and continuing on with the way that North Carolina goes about their business with the football program, and obviously, you've had a chance to learn a lot from Coach McCormick, but. How will you differ a little bit from him in that yeah, every guy's different and you want to put at least a little bit of your own imprint on the program. So how are you diff- a little bit different from Coach McCormick and the way you'll go about leading this program? I, I would say from from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, you know, I think I think we're going to introduce a little bit more gun uh, to it, more of like a gun T look. So it's a lot of the wing T uh, elements, but in gun formation, just a little more spread out, kind of create more of a space game. Um, uh, in, in, in terms of like structure and and how the you know how, how the teams managed, you know, that, I think that's some that's something that uh, is, is definitely one of the if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of things. Uh, and it, it's it's more going to be uh, how to replicate it while still being. Uh, you know, my own person, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the hardest thing to do is, 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 you know, you don't want to imitate, uh, you know, the prior coach because then it comes off as phony or something like that. So really the, the best thing, the best thing to do is just kind of use a lot of the, the same things that, that, that we use, you know, in terms of structure, how practices run, uh, how we hold kids accountable and everything, you know, just kind of 
I think that's just the most important part. My first question is what what's going to be the saying on the back of the T-shirt, the team T-shirt? I mean, you know, it's you know, it's uh, you know, I I kind of think what would James do? WWJD, <laughs> you know, or that's pretty know, good, Mark. Like DYJ was always yeah. my favorite. Do your job. Yeah. Do your job. Do what we do. I, you know, <laughs> I, I I I like them all. I, I and honestly, I like. We we say them a lot. It's not just like you know something to put to put on the back of a T-shirt. It's definitely right. something that that you know halfway through a conversation uh, that you know we're talking about a single player, and then at one point we just say DYJ, and and then the other other guy who's who just you know definitely agrees and. It's they're they're mantras that we absolutely live by. So, but Nick, are you are you a fiery guy by nature, coaching? Or are you more of a, of a laid back guy, or somewhere in the middle? Uh, how 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 what kind of coach is Coach McMorris? That is to begin with. Uh, I, I guess it depends who you ask. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you ask refs. Uh, a couple years ago, they would tell you that were pretty fiery. Yeah. Um, I saw you get players, flagged this year, so <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't this year. It was, it was two, uh, two years, years ago. ago. That's right, two uh, years was, ago. I, I was quiet as a church mouse this year. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to cost cost us fifteen. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I, I've 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 actually spoken to a lot of a lot of refs, and, and it, it, it's, it's no no secret that it's a it's a thankless job that. We definitely need, you know, more support for our guys uh, wearing the stripes, um, and and I, I've kind of matured up on that a lot. And uh, but but I'll say, you know, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm I guess I'm more of a, a subdued guy. Um, you know, I I think every coach has a little bit of fire under their belly, but you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not as much of the constant yelling. But you know, yeah. Okay. We are talking with. Uh... Uh, Nick, Nick Morris and uh, <laughs> well, I had a couple things going on in my head here, and I'm like, I, I was waiting for it to stop spinning. So Nick McMorris, the new head coach at North Carolina High School, and uh, this portion of the podcast sponsored by Queenstown Bank. They are your community bank on the Eastern Shore, with nine branches across four counties. We are conveniently located in or near your hometown. Stop in at any of your branches and give them a call at four one zero eight two seven eight 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 one. Queenstown Bank, your official hometown bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender, and of course always online at queenstownbank.com. Now, one of the things that's going to be tougher, I think, for you is you're not in the school. Um, and, and I think, you know, when I was there as the JV head coach, you know, it seems like forever ago, uh, you had James and Jody and Colin. They always did their coaches' meetings in the morning at, you know, 6.45, 7 o'clock, and they got their plans together. Plus, if there was an issue in the school, they were able to address it right away. Who is going to be your go-to in the school since you don't work for the school system? Well, I, I have, a, I have a, a very, very supportive boss who um, has – you know, a couple of years ago, we we amended my schedule so that I was available to be in the school. Um, you know, basically for half of the school day. Okay. Um. So so I, I'm 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 actually in the school for you know probably for about three hours, uh, during school time. So I I'm, you know I am able to uh, be available to teachers, administration, uh, do grade checks, do anything that's required at the, in the school. Um. Uh, in, in terms of uh, you know practice plans and uh, you know weekly game plans and stuff like that, you know it's going to be a lot. It's going to be you know probably 
prior to the week or, you know, it, it might be just kind of a bunch of coaches meeting up to discuss it, uh, you know, after a practice or after a game or something along those lines. Uh, just because we're not going to be, we don't have the convenience of, of, of meeting in a school or something. Right. Yeah. Exciting times for sure. Well, coach, do you coach it, or excuse me, do you teach in another school in the county, or do you have a job outside of the school altogether? That's Obviously, Mike wasn't listening to our off-air conversation before we started. <laughs> Sorry, um, I did not. He he is a uh, he's a distiller. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I hadn't tied it all together. Okay, now that makes yeah, now that makes sense. So, coach, let me ask you this. And, you know, I don't think, Mark, we've actually asked this before of those who have been elevated, those who have gotten head coaching jobs. So what was the most difficult question that you got during the interview oh, that's process? A good one. Hmm. You have a record. You know, uh... <laughs> well, they usually take care of that on themselves, right? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have to say, you know, I really, I really thought back. There, there wasn't really hard hard questions it was there was mm-hmm. there were obvious questions that that you know pertain to you know running a running a program so it was just it, it was it which was comes naturally to you yeah because you've been you've been doing it yeah yeah okay yeah. but now now let's see this is this is a good question yeah, this is good for you did they say hey you, are you keeping the wing tea <laughs> yeah. first question right, <laughs> That's right. so yeah. for somebody like myself um you know i had the honor of coaching under James McCormick for six years with the JV football team. Then I also coached my own teams as a head varsity coach for girls basketball, baseball, softball. Mm-hmm. Do you, You've been a head coach for a varsity program, the girls varsity lacrosse program, for instance. And I tell people all the time, you haven't lived until you coach a girls sport because it's totally different than a boys sport. And Mike rolls his eyes as I say that, but it's in fact true. Um, I was a part of a women's uh, program. So my question for you is, what do you think is going to be the toughest thing shifting over from, yes, I know two years ago you coached the JV, and that's cake. Coaching under McCormick, just like now for me coaching under Griffith, it's cake running a JV program because – you have such a strong figurehead. What's going to be the most challenging thing for you now that you take over the whole program? Hmm. I would have to say probably the most challenging thing would be that is a tough question. Uh, we got I, all I day. Guess, Don't I worry. Guess, I guess a lot of it would be the un- unseen things, the the, the things that, that go on uh, that, you know, a lot, a lot of players, a lot of parents, a lot of coaches uh, kind of take for granted where, you know, they, they go to the field and, Oh, things are already set up. And, and it's a lot of like little things like that, that it's a matter of like time management. It's a matter of uh, knowing ahead of time, a little bit of forethought of what you need to do um, so that things can kind of go, go seamless and smooth. Um, I think, I think, you know, I think that probably just because it's a little bit more of an uncharted, uh, you know, spot for me as, you know, as a football coach, um, you know, I did have to do it with uh, girls across, mm-hmm. but, um, but it, it's not nearly to the extent. Um, I, I think that, I think like kind of the un, unseen administrative work, you know, uh, you know, with, in terms of like practice planning, obviously practice planning is not hard, but, um, just like knowing what needs to what needs to be out and ready for practice and stuff like that, yeah, and I think that would probably be it. And disciplining, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 discipline is, is. I think I think you know starting starting the season uh, explaining what the standard is um, is is essential. Uh, letting people know what's expected of them, letting people know that that these are the rules, and it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what position you play, it doesn't matter you know where you are in the depth chart that you know you you have to adhere to these rules, and if not, there are consequences. Well, and, and, think, and that know, that right there is a very good point, but it's also something that as a head coach. You got a big Friday night football game, the rivalry. You know, everybody's, you know, oh, this is going to be a big one. We need this. And let's say your star quarterback violated a, a key team rule. And now it comes down to Coach McMorris. Is he going to go ahead and stick to what he said and, and suspend that player for the game? Or do you go ahead and, uh, because it's him, you go ahead and play him? And I think. You know that's a that's a tough call with a program, but it also sends a message. And yeah, I mean that's that is tough. Yeah, all, all I can tell you with that is that I mean I, I think I think every single coach that you ever get on here would tell you that they're gonna you know hold every everybody accountable. Uh, I can tell you that, that there are uh, actual lessons that were that were learned coaching under Coach McCormick, Coach Joseph, and Coach Ward right. uh, uh, the past couple years where that applied. Mm-hmm. And and watching watching McCormick stick to his guns, uh, I think, put a lot, you know, built a lot already, you know, as respected as, as our, coaching, our coaching staff were the big three. Um, uh, there was just that much more uh, when that decision was made. And I think it trickled down from, uh, the coaches to the parents and the players as well. Agreed. You know, Nick, and it sounds like as you talked about with the amount of players that are involved in spring sports that you may not have the opportunity to address the entire team all together at once, you know, maybe through text messages or emails or Zoom or a call here or there. But I guess ultimately the question is when you do get everybody together in one room, what will your message be to them and, and how much of it will be hey, things aren't changing. We're continuing to just roll along. Yes, there's a new head coach, and yeah, that may be a big deal to some people, but to others, hey, we're just continuing the the standard. Uh, That doesn't change. We're continuing on to do what we've always done here. So just keep going about your business as you did last year and the year before and the year before. Yeah, I mean, I think think, uh, reiterating what the standard is, uh, letting them know that, we're still, you know, we're still that blue collar team that's going to get after it, and and putting in the work in the off season, and uh, you know, sac- you know, the level of sacrifice that's required. Uh, letting them know that that's still the expectation. I think that's kind of the main message that'll be sent. So uh, before we let you go, we're looking at your schedule here, and you know, it's it's a nice little introductory welcome to the uh, Bayside uh, for you. You open up at Cambridge on September first. You're at home with Parkside. You're at home with Easton. Then you go to Y High. Then you are Queen Anne's County High's homecoming date. Uh, and then then you have J.M. Bennett. Then you go to Stephen Decatur. Then you're at home with Ken Island. And then you're at Colonel Richardson to end the year. I mean, yay. Yeah. Why not? 9-0, and right? <laughs> that, that, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you laid it out right there for him, Mark. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, do you have any games circled on your calendar? The ones that, you know, 
that you want? I mean, because well, we better know that there's at least one that circled there. Yeah, well, and I, I just I have a feeling because North Carolina came in and beat Easton in the playoffs. I'm sure Easton has that one circled when they go into the dog pound. Honestly, uh, I'm. I, I mean, this is going to sound like coaches speak, but in, in all honesty, I'm just. I'm excited to get after it. There's, there truly is not a, you know, a, a game circled right Bullshit. now. Uh, I, I, I can say, I can say as, as Colonel Richardson as go, go first. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I get, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Anytime you get to, you, you get to play your in-county uh, rival, it's, you know, it's always, uh, it's always something to. It goes without saying. Yeah, you don't have to circle it, I guess. Yeah, Coach, I get it. Listen, you're 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 doing a podcast with two other coaches here. We're gonna get Mike back into the oh, ranks. Oh boy. Um, but uh, you know, you're doing with two other coaches here. We we don't buy the coach bullshit or nothing like that. It's just straight out facts, okay? And Mike's Mike's not gonna let you candy coated or nothing on Friday nights, but we look forward to talking to you on Friday nights we as do. well. And yeah. I actually I I have a game or two already scheduled. Uh, to do for North Carolina uh, there at the Dog Pound in uh, 2023 season coming up. Uh, that'll be uh, uh, tailgate parties with Cone Ice. So Okay. Yeah. Which ones are those? I don't know. Um, I don't have the schedule. <laughs> I put you on the spot there, I don't Mark. have the schedule in front of me, but the, I think I have two, and uh, I, I think one of them is the Easton game. Well, I was going to say, and, I, that and, goes without saying. That probably would be the case, right? And the Parkside game, actually, I think that's going to be Queenie and Chesapeake that week. I'm not sure. But I have, I have you down for one or two broadcasts there live from the Dog Pound. Sounds great. So, well, listen, congratulations, and uh, and we wish you the best of luck. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know, a, a young guy into the ranks in, in the Bayside, a guy that, uh, you know, played at North Carolina and coached with Coach McCormick and now you get to take the reins. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Congrats, Coach. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Nick McMorris. Yeah, Nick McMorris here with us on Timeout with Shore Sports. When we come back, we got some more stuff to talk about. It's all right here. Timeout with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of the podcast sponsored by our buddies at Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrett and the staff get you back to feeling new again. Accepting most insurance policies, so step away from the pain by calling Perrette and Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. So congratulations, Nick McMorris, new head coach at North Carolina. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me is he talked about going to Caroline, living in Caroline County, loving being a part of the community, being entrenched there. I think that was really important for the AD, for the principal, 
And, you know, Coach McCormick, I'm sure, you know, uh, wanting to see the continuity continue. I'm sure that he wanted to see somebody internally, you know, get the job. And that did obviously happen. But I think the fact that he talked about community in Caroline County, I think that's really important. And you heard Coach talk about we got to get back out to the rec programs as well and continue what Coach McCormick and the others did um, in, in that tie, and even coaching some of those teams. Yeah, it got me to thinking because I started coaching at North Carolina in 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, that was the year that uh, Coach Griffith, who was coaching girls basketball at the time, uh, got me into mm-hmm. the, uh, the coaching there. And then I took over the baseball team that year. Mm-hmm. And, and that just started the progression of being there for so long. So. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't uncommon for players on the football team to go help out the Pop Warner because right. McCormick's kids and Joseph's kids and Ward's kids were all playing there at the yeah. time. Yeah. So they were always looking to uh, get some more help right. uh, as well. But regardless, in this case, whether he's got kids or not, you know, playing rec, uh, getting there and establishing yourself and letting your presence be known, helping out, getting assistance to help out, whatever can be done to keep that relationship is is really important there. But I tell you, the thing that I liked in talking with him as well is the fact that he didn't seem deterred by, yeah, they're big shoes to fill, but mm-hmm. hey, I, I wanted this job. I wanted to coach at Caroline for a long time. Way back when he even played, he knew it. And so this is something that is a, really a dream job for him. And so this is a great – it's a cool story. And I, I think, again, the continuity, that word we use a lot, but I think that's important. So that was a big deal, just like why High wanted to keep their continuity by hiring internally as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think he's a good hire for the uh, for the program. He, like you said, he's got big shoes to fill um, but I don't think you can fill them. I think you have to make your own niche. And, yeah. And it'll yeah. be interesting to watch from afar, watch him do that. Look, no one's expecting him to be James McCormick. We're expecting him to be Coach McMorris. And we know no matter what happens that he's going to give it everything that he's got. And, again, he's a guy that is a, among the community. He loves the community. He's a Caroline grad, played at Caroline. So that's that's huge. So he knows he knows what it is to, to bleed blue and white. All right, let's stay with the football thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we got another coaching news. It's, you know, it's like Queen Anne's is becoming the Decatur of the North. Oh, I was just going to say that. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. You know, Jake Coleman does. Who can have the great... most assistant coaches? <laughs> Jake Coleman does a great job of plucking talent down there and, and getting, you know, good coaches and leveraging I, the beach doesn't yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, for yeah. him to do that. But Why now, not? I would. It seems like mm-hmm. Al Waters is doing the same thing here in the North. Yeah, he's leveraging the bay yeah so they're right (laughs) um yeah i mean big news brian aiken who was the head coach at kent county just a few seasons ago um has been or has gotten himself back into coaching with the queen anne's program that was announced uh that he's going to be back and an assistant coach of the program i don't know that we got specifics here on exactly where in the program what he'll be doing but, uh, you know, he stepped aside, I believe, for work purposes. Well, it was really for, for his son because okay. his son plays with the Upper Queen Anne's group, okay, the Upper Queen Anne's County uh, football team. And, and Brian is very active in that group as well, um, just like Queen Anne's is, you know, the whole Queen Anne's program. Talking about like you did with Nick, about building that consistency all the way yeah. through. So Brian's really involved with that, with his kid as well. But now stepping up to the uh, you know program and, and coaching 
the the high school kids, you know, I, I think it's a good pickup for them. Brian's also the uh, girls' varsity basketball coach at Gunston. Gunston Day School, yeah. You know, and won't give up that job as much as I've asked him. I mean, I texted <laughs> him and said, hey, all right, you're back for another year? And he said, yep, give it another roll. Well, and, and even though he stepped aside from Kent County prior to last season, back in the spring or late winter, mm-hmm. he continued to stay as coach at Gunston with basketball, right. as you talked about. So he didn't completely step away, but you talked about his ties with the rec program, and that's what really we thought was going to be a big factor in helping Kent County out with having a lot of young kids that kids that he coached he knows of and that continuity though did continue uh, obviously the assistant on his staff picked up and took it from there um, but uh, yeah that's a that's a big get and 32 years of coaching experience and he was a really good high school quarterback and I didn't know this uh, but uh, at Southern High School in Anne Arundel County back yeah. in the late er, late 80s early 90s he was also an assistant there um, for five years and you talked about his, his uh, rec coaching ties as well so yeah I mean that's a, that's a big pickup again I don't know if he's going to be an assistant on the varsity the head JV coach or assistant JV I have no idea but it doesn't Rock say. Is, Rock is still going to be the head JV coach. So. Okay I, I just yeah. didn't I didn't know yeah. so I'm not I'm just I'm Speaking out of turn, well, I, don't I didn't know, want but... to upset Rock. Yeah, you know, I, I just didn't know because it didn't. Rock's already say. circled the date that he's playing my football team, so let's okay. not upset Rock. Okay, okay? sorry. I so, like I said, I yeah. I didn't I didn't know one way or the other. So, so. Uh, there's also some uh, some college signings to report on as well. Yeah, Tommy McAndrews, who of course helped Kent Island uh, to the two way state championship game. He is going to Waynesburg. Okay. So that was uh, announced uh, last week. Uh, he's going to so play basketball, right? He's going to play at the... Na- <laughs> no, he's going to play... Respect my name, Potter! <laughs> <laughs> he's going to play at the... Uh, he's going to play at the next level. So congratulations to him on that opportunity. Also, we had some news concerning a couple of Easton players uh, that uh, are going to the next level. Uh, Toby Mackall, the outside linebacker, is going to Susquehanna in uh, mm-hmm. central Pennsylvania. Susquehanna U, that's where my uh, Uncle Phil, uh, when he actually played basketball there. And then uh, Anthony Brinkley is going to play at Bridgewater, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a D3 program at Virginia. Yeah, that's uh, so. down there by Harrisonburg. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so congratulations to uh, both of those fellas as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, these kids around here, they're, they're getting to go play at the next level and and i think that is awesome yeah i mean we're seeing more and more and 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 just and maybe because we are trying to up our game and covering off-season stuff but there's been a lot of a lot of news here in this off-season more so than i remember in previous years but that's because there's more movement because this conference is getting better and programs are getting kids to the next level now, which is great in terms of playing college ball as student athletes and student being first and foremost important because, you know, very few percentage of these guys are going to play at the pro level. But then also with assistant coaches and head coaches, we're seeing a lot of activity. I just mentioned Aiken. We mentioned the new head coaches at Y High in North Carolina, which now, you know, outside of maybe some assistant coaching changes, Mark, we believe that that settles everything unless something should pop up and that could happen at any time but we think in terms of head coaches everything's set for next year so outside of the changes at caroline and why high i think we're all set for next season well yeah i I got some coaching news for you we'll get to that um you can uh, be a high school official we need officials in all the sports if you're interested in giving back to the sport and it actually pays pays better than a coach uh, go to highschoolofficials.com 
And uh, you can sign up there. Like I said, there's such a need for high school officials. They train you, and like I said, you get you get good pay uh, as well. So if that's something that uh, interests you, then why not do it for sure? Uh, one of the things that we had talked about, uh, you know, we were mentioning the signings and mentioning football signings and what have you. Uh, North Carolina put out that uh, Rebecca White, uh, whose dad is a tennis coach at North Carolina High School, uh, she signed her letter of intent to go play tennis at Salisbury University. Lily Rupp is going to run track and field and cross country at Salisbury. And Dante Warner is uh, going to be playing football at Stevenson University. Okay. So, uh, you know. Those, I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'll have to put that up. Yeah. So yep. those came out uh, from NCHS Athletics as well. So uh, we've got another touchy topic. We'll talk about that coming up right here. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. This portion of the podcast sponsored by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. So we try and stay away from controversy, but at the same time, you want to talk about what's right and what's wrong. And I think us being a part of the media, sometimes the media, I feel like, don't do their jobs. And I'm going to talk about something in particular. Um, Last Friday, Parkside was at Kent Island for a high school playoff basketball game. Mm -hmm. 68-64, 42 seconds on the clock. Okay? I have not seen the video. All right? Um, I will tell you uh, that there was a player on Parkside that allegedly threw a punch and hit a Ken Island player and was assessed a technical foul. Okay. We don't know what precipitated that? No. Don't. Okay. No. Okay. Um, and uh, it, benches didn't clear. Obviously, players were upset at that point. Okay. Um, but then the coach from Parkside, uh, according to my sources, uh, Dan Harding at Ken Island High School, um, at that time... Dan had told me his student body was not being an issue. They weren't being a problem, okay? Obviously, with the video that we saw uh, provided by Channel 47, WMDT, which does not show the punch, only shows the reaction, and the student body standing up, you know, talking about how the kid got a technical Mm -hmm. and and all these issues. Mm -hmm. Dan Harding at that time emptied the student section to send them out. And he went to the official say, hey, hold on. I'm going to send the student body out. A proactive move. A proactive move. Yeah. He said they didn't do anything wrong, but things are getting tense Let's in here. Let's be smart about this. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to send them out. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Mm-hmm. He also sent the Ken Island basketball team back around to the auxiliary gym mm-hmm. while the coaches got everything sorted out and settled on the court. 
Okay. At that point, I was told that the Parkside coach asked the officials will end the game, forfeit, it's done. 68-64 final, 42 seconds will not be played. Okay? Now, 47, Channel 47, went on the air on Friday night on their Sports Insider show, and this comes directly from their Twitter post, directly from Channel 47. Yeah, this is just a shame, and as you mentioned, multiple times, so this isn't this isn't a one-off situation. And the school officials were made aware right. of this, is what we were told. Absolutely. And, and the, and and the uh, sources were told they nothing. were going to be handling it. Right. And, it was and, not handled. And the worst part about it is, especially for right now, as you guys could see, only down four, 42 seconds left, plenty of time. The game was not over. Anything could have happened, but now the ending is always going to be remembered in a negative light in this way instead of it just being a regular basketball game. And it was just classless if this is, if, if this is something that had happened because of the fans or student section. So this is something that has to be done about this if this is true. The game is secondary here. Uh, it doesn't matter who won or lost this game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm honestly just tired of hearing about these stories. Right. This can't happen. No, this, uh, no it's unacceptable. The, uh, it doesn't matter if it's Black History Month or not. It just makes it that much more ironic. But this cannot happen. No, absolutely not. You, and especially you've been for the made kids aware too. of this with Kent Island multiple times now, back-to-back yeah. years. We need to put a stop to this. Absolutely. Who is actually enforcing this at Kent Island? Absolutely. That's the question here. And the, pe- and the people I feel the sorry, sorry for the most is the students. These are student they athletes. They should not these have to go through exactly. this. Exactly. These are teenagers, 15, 16, 17-year-olds dealing with this type of you know, just this type of negative energy, negativity, racism. It's just, it's just unacceptable. And for a, a young, for young men that are just so young and very influenceable, this is something that could stick with them for the rest of their lives that they'll never forget. And they don't deserve for this to happen to them. All right. So that was directly from Channel 47 WMDT with their Sports Insider program. I got so many questions. All right. First of all, they didn't Put this in context and what they're talking about. Yeah, they're referencing some things that they probably needed to air more of the video on in that Twitter post there so we can be explained to everybody. So my point here, and they did run a different video of the actions that were on the court. However, did not get the punch, only got the post reaction Mm -hmm. and, and what have you. But what are they referring to about, you know, they've been told about this, that, and the other from right. the past? I, I don't know what they're so referring to. So the thing to. is, let's, let's face it, there's racism everywhere in America, all right? It, it's there, and some places are more prevalent than others, all right? I reached out to Dan Harding, athletic director at Ken Island High School, and right after I got word. I mean, as soon as the game ended, I was told, game ended, 42 seconds, you know, for something that happened. Mm-hmm. I text Dan, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. So Dan didn't see it until Saturday morning. I'm in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he says, call me when you get a chance. So within 20 minutes, I called him and talked to him at length about all of what happened on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And what I the feeling I got is he didn't see anything wrong or hear anything wrong from his student body section, okay, at all. Okay, he's a school official. So you can take that with a grain of salt, all right? I don't think he's lying to me, but at the same time, anybody will say, oh, well, that's a school official. Of course he's going to say that. Mm -hmm. My question for the people at 47, 
did you bother to call anybody at Kent Island High School? Because they haven't heard from you. Mm. So my next question is, have you talked to anybody else that was at that game? Because I have, and they didn't hear all of this racist stuff. And I talked to black individuals, African-American individuals, white individuals that were at the game. Mm -hmm. They didn't hear any of this racial, you know, stuff being said that was supposedly said, allegedly. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was said or wasn't said. I can only tell you, because I wasn't there, what I heard, okay, from, again, individuals that were African-American and you know, white individuals. So I guess the question is then when they say on the video school officials were notified, was this supposedly an issue earlier in the year or last season when these two teams played at Ken Island? Last year when the two teams played, okay, okay, there was another incident that supposedly happened. Okay. Okay. I talked with the superintendent from Queen Anne's County Public Schools a little bit ago, uh, Patty Salins. She could not come on with us today. Mm-hmm. She promised that she will get back with us on this topic in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. Last year, when these accusations were made, Queen Anne's County Public Schools reacted in a way that they went and they held sportsmanship uh, you know, classes and, and talking about racism and everything and the way to act with every single one of their sports teams. Every single one last year. She said, our kids aren't perfect, but they're not racist. So last year, there were allegations that racist statements were made from fans in the stands. Correct. So is that what they're referring to there? Yes. So uh, did Queen Anne's, did they acknowledge that that happened? Or are you just saying that they, whether it happened or not, they decided to take the measure of hosting sportsmanship Exactly. Conference, if right. you will. If, if they, they, didn't, they didn't see any evidence of it, mm-hmm. but... You but they so- decided to be proactive Let, and address it. it, whether it happened or not. Exactly. Okay, but that's okay. But if that's what they're so that's what they're referencing is is last year allegedly things were said by some of the student uh, body. They needed to put that in context there because I have no idea what they're talking about, and I had no idea that this happened Friday. You know, Mark. You know, I got a family. I got a, a ton of part time jobs, sports shows, Maryland basketball, and all that. I have no idea. So this is the first time hearing about. Yeah, this. and and my phone blew up again. Kids are kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You learn from these mistakes. These are the times where you need to learn the most, so that. You could grow from it and don't let that fester into something bigger down the line. And you can't, as media, be as irresponsible, in my opinion, as 47 was in this matter. And and I like them. I am a fan of 47. And that is so irresponsible not to reach out to the athletic director or somebody. I didn't call Ken Island other to ask the athletic director what happened. Mm-hmm. I talked to people that were there, mm-hmm. and that's where, that's why I'm so upset, because there are incidents. Cambridge South Dorchester took a big knock this year, okay on sure. on their behavior. Dorchester with County the Public with Schools, North Carolina, yeah. right? And yeah. the and Dorchester County Public Schools very reactive. No no people in the gym, limiting admission, all yeah. of that. Which is a shame that it had to be like that. It is, and what needs to happen, because. This event aside, Mm -hmm. we need to get to a point, schools do, Mm -hmm. where 
There is a no-give policy. If you act up... Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. If you act up, if you say something derogatory, or if you talk about an individual person personally, gone. Not just for that game. Every sporting event for the whole year. Hmm. The whole school year. And if you start knocking these people out, you're not going to have the problems. Why Why hurt the kids that are playing the game? Why hurt the kids' parents that are there to watch their kid play the game? Or the fans that know how to act and have some damn sense to watch the game? Start disciplining the ones that are the assholes. Start disciplining the ones that are causing the issues and get rid of them. If they're in the school, deal with them aggressively. Hmm. Then they need to be suspended and, and of course, barred from all school activities. If they're not in the school, get rid of them, throw them out, and if they try to come back in, arrest them and charge them with trespassing. Hmm. This is the only way you're going to solve the problem that we have in society today with people disrupting high school sports. And it happens at youth sports too, Mike, and we need to take a stronger hold because it's not fair to these kids and these kids' parents that are just trying to play a game at the high school level. Nobody's getting paid for this. Well, and we talked about for the players that put in all that time to yeah, represent their shame. school, and, and you, you, you got the pot on. Yeah. To um, talk it going back for the players to put all that time in that extra time in in addition to balancing their their schoolwork to represent the school um, to play a sport to also may try and help them get to the next level as well but for them to not be able to have a packed house to have a limited number of fans like that limited family members possibly in some cases you know that that is a crying shame it should not be like that for them. Uh, so, I mean, to your point, and we, we talked about this in previous times about that. I, I also would like to know if the AD, as you talked about, Dan had the uh, the the fans, that is. I'm sorry. He, uh, he had the fans exit stage left, if you will. Why did, at that point, why did the Parkside coach feel it was unsafe to continue play? If there are no fans in the stands... And it's just the two teams. Was he concerned of the other Kent Island players? Was that the issue? I'm just curious. I, right. I don't know. But I think the question needs to be asked, why did he that at that point feel unsafe when the fans were told to leave out of a proactive measure by Dan Harding, the Kent Island AD? And then the first question, though, is what precipitated the punch in the first place? But uh, there's very we'll rare. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Well, they know. I mean, somebody right. knows. I mean, some of the players have to know. Uh, there's, I'd say, rare if any instances that would warrant that within a game like that. So, I mean, that's where it all started. But I'm, I'm curious why the Parkside coach felt that there, way. There's cameras everywhere. They're at the Ken Island Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Okay, and all these, yeah, all these games are video. People have smartphones. I, I mean, have you can't asked, get away with anything these days. That's for sure. I have asked for video. Yeah, um, you know, from the school system, um, can't have it yet. It's still part of an investigation. Yeah, but I've been told that you know this video will show otherwise of what people are claiming. Okay, yeah. uh, there's a lot of comments on Twitter. Some blasting Ken Island uh, for being a racist school. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folks fr- on Twitter that are saying that yeah, 
that's not what happened. And, you know, so you're going to take whatever you want out of this. My point is, let's get back to respect, respecting your opponent, respecting each other. And let's get back to people acting like they got some sense somewhere along the way. COVID, we lost our sense. We lost our ability to be with one another, respect with one another. But at some point, we got off track. And these high school sporting events are off the hook now. The same could be said for youth sporting events. You know, people coming out of the stands and attacking officials and and coaches and, you know, even players. It's just... We need to get back to some semblance. And the only way that you're going to do that is if you start holding people accountable for their actions. So. No, no argument for me, Mark. And obviously you could tell how passionate you are about it. And look, we, we don't want to get to the point where we're going to have games without fans altogether. We may start losing sports because of this. And that and that could come, and that could happen. And, and don't think that the more that this happens, the more that administrators and athletic directors and principals are going to say, this isn't worth it, man. We're, we just can't do it in a litigious society which we live in. We're just not going to do it anymore. Do you want to get to that point? Because we're going down that road. We're getting there. And the thing is, you know, as we look at this, it's being recorded. We're recording on Monday. Mm. All right? Girls basketball playoffs tonight. Yes. Parkside at Kent Island. Okay. Wow. Tomorrow night, Kent Island goes to Y High. Uh, you can bet that security is going to be tuned up, you know, for tonight and for tomorrow. And look, Mark, with the shortage that we have in police and how they're stretched in these days, do you think that the best way that our police are served is by having to have a ton of men and women at high school games? In the whole scheme of things, with all that's bad in the world that's going on, do you think that we should have to load up on cops at a stinking high school game when we should be concerned about them, you know, tracking down drug dealers and rapists and arsonists and and all those kinds of things? They should have to be worried about a stinking high school game, which in the whole scheme of things doesn't mean much. Well, the police officers come out and work the games are actually on overtime well yeah and and, and that costs money mark that would cost money to the taxpayers the school is having to pay that yeah exactly so yeah yeah i mean you got a great point let let's get back to being smart and and doing things the right way i'm I'm with you yeah I, i think you know uh, you have comments? Feel free to send them to me. Mark at ShoreSportsMD.com. Mike at ShoreSportsMD.com as well. Um, we're going to be out at the games with some video and such. Well, and and just wrap it. I don't. I just got this email uh, from Paul Butler with Wicomico County Schools. The Class 2A Boys Basketball Regional Semifinal Game between Y High and Ken Island will be played at 5 p.m. Tuesday. However, due to a recent concerning uh, due to recent concerning incidences at a Parkside game at Ken Island to support a safe game environment for the teams and families attendance will be here we go restricted at both the monday night parkside high at ken island girls basketball game and the tuesday ken island at wicomic ohio boys game each player and coach from both teams will be allotted four tickets for media family members both monday night and tuesday night at Y high those on the immediate family list will be able to purchase cash tickets at the door and they go on um and then they mention that <laughs> you can watch it on tv yeah, yeah, that that that's great. Uh, having an empty gym, well, 
Right. Not entirely, but right. you, you get the point. It should be a packed house. You know, it shouldn't be, oh, well, now that we have, you know, TV, you can just watch it there. No. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. So, uh, well, there you go. And, uh, you know, I guess it's NFHS will be covering it, or are they doing that uh, uh, with Del Marva Sports Network, does it say? Yes, the latter. Okay. All right. So, there you go. You'll be able to watch it on TV. And uh, it should be should be good games, um, you know, especially the girls' game. I think Ken Island and Parkside are going to be a great game. And... Uh, Let's just get back to being smart. I think that's the most important part, being smart and respect one another, and we can get through life together. You don't have to like what I said, just like you, just like I don't have to like what you said. But if we respect each other, it's all that matters. We all have an opinion, and we're entitled to it. Again, thanks for listening. Time Out with Short Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Got anything else you want to add? No, I no. think we covered it, and uh, congrats to Coach uh, McMorris, I guess, yeah. would be the only thing, and we're looking forward to uh, getting closer, a little bit closer to, uh, I guess, spring sports. Yeah, speaking of spring sports, oh, I told you, coaching news. By the oh, way. yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, as of today, I am the uh, new JV baseball coach at Easton High School. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah, you go. so... Uh, they didn't have a JV baseball coach, and uh, Karisha Hoffman, the athletic director, said, hey, you know, you, you interested? I said, if you're in a jam, I'll help you out. So, there you go. You know, yeah, just so, when you think he's out, folks, they so pull him back I'm, in. Although, come on. He loves working, this stuff. I'm going to be working under Albert Pritchett, so, uh, you know, and uh, with his, it's his direction, and I'll just be taking care of the JV team for him. So. Very good. Very yeah. good. Well, you coached uh, JV at North Carolina, and uh, I'm, or I'm varsity at North yeah, Carolina, yeah. excuse me. So, so you'll uh, you'll be well experienced. So. <laughs> you'll be well experienced. So there you go. And they, they folks, basically, they said, "Hey, you want to coach football? You get you got to do JV baseball, <laughs> <But> <laughs> or else." Griffith's not letting me out. Yeah. So, and uh, in or are you going to get Griffith to help you out? <laughs> in, the, in the coming weeks, we'll have uh, we'll have some yeah. announcements for. Uh, uh, for my football staff. So there you go. Very nice. Yeah. So all that coming up as well. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll we'll try and get back next week, and we may have a special edition if uh, if that parent gets back with me. Uh, we may come in and do a special edition uh, as well. Good luck to all the playoff teams. Uh, congratulations, Easton High School's girls swim team. They are state champions, and uh, the, Molly Kruger. Boy, she. Won two individual titles and a relay title. Well, and don't forget last week, you and Coach Griffith did the Bayside Conference Basketball Championships. Why yeah. High uh, defeated Queen Anne's, who, yep. who came back and, and made it a tight game. And then Ken Island with an undefeated regular season, defeating Stephen Decatur. Yeah, and then also in the MIAAC Conference, uh, Saints Peter and Paul made it to the finals after beating Park School, uh, but did lose by five or seven points to Beth Tiflo. Uh, in the championship game uh, yes. this past Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Beth Tiflo. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations, all the teams. Good luck to all the playoff teams that are still alive. And we'll have more next week right here. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoreSportsMD.com.